Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome into the second half of Sports Talk. We are February 29th, the final day of February this Thursday, uh, gearing up for some LSU baseball tomorrow night. Also, the Pelicans are back home hosting the Pacers. Uh, this evening, the LSU women's basketball team, they have two games left in the regular season. They will be at Georgia later this evening. That's an 8 o'clock tip-off. And then they have a home game. It's either Saturday, Sunday against Kentucky. Closes out the regular season there. So I know the men have a couple more games left, too. Basketball season in college definitely winding down right now. Uh, the NFL Combine in full swing. You heard from Justin Mello in hour number one uh, talking about some of the prospects out there. Uh, obviously interested to hear uh, more of what the Saints are interested in at the Combine. Uh, looking at the offensive line, Bobby, I think – you know, when you look at the guard and tackle position, uh, it seems like the Saints need to dip into that again just because of all the struggles right. we had along there this past season. Well, I think it would be more... Uh, tackle. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not interior. Because uh, even if Trevor Penning don't work out... You can, at, right. Yeah, uh, an interior. You look at Cesar Ruiz and then uh, what's going to happen with Hurst. And then you got... So for sure, like McCoy and Cesar Ruiz... But you have to look at uh, offensive tackle. Now, listen, I've been on Andrews Pete's behind all the time. <laughs> but I think what Andrews Pete did uh, and what he did at left tackle, whenever you're not talking about alignment, that means they're doing their job. So I'd have no problem with them bringing back Andrews Pete. And knock on wood, he was able to stay healthy at left tackle. Yes. Now, I don't know. Maybe it was kind of um, he knew he had to put up or shut up because he lost his sure. job in the interior guard. Heading into that contract year. Yes, it's the whole damn contract year thing. All of a sudden, you're motivated. Uh, so uh, then Ramchek, we don't know what Ryan Ramchek with his knee. Right, we heard Dennis Allen say they're feeling positive about where he's heading compared to where well, it was about a month or two ago. But when you hear degenerative yeah, well, knee well, issue, well, it's definitely a concern. Well, yeah, you know, you get seven, eight years into the league and all that. And, um, 
But I, I don't know. Ryan Remchek sometimes, I think he might be too brutally honest with the media. You know, he don't say anything. And then when he finally talks, he goes, I don't know. I got I got to think about my uh, life after football. Right. Well, as a player, you never see that. You just say, oh, my knee's bothering me a little bit. I'm going to be all right. But he was so honest saying that, no, uh, my knee, but – and then like Dennis Allen said, it was a cleanup procedure. Um, I've had four cleanup procedures on uh, two of my right, two of my left knees. Hmm. You know, you got floating cartilage and all that, and it kind of locks up, and you, you, you get this courage uh, because your knee's always swelling until you address it. It's like um, – you know what it's like – when you say clean up, like your shoulder or your knee and all that, it's like you got to take your damn car uh, to Jiffy Lube or, or whatever. Flush and, the system. Uh, well, you got to go get an oil change. <laughs> and you got an oil change, you rotate the tires. And it's not that you can't play. Right, just and scheduled maintenance. Scheduled maintenance. So uh, I think uh, realistically, Ryan Ramchek's going to be fine. Now, uh, the one thing with Ryan Ramchek, now, I don't know. He's such at a high skill set. If I can recall, uh, now he really didn't play a lot of college football at the highest level. I think he was at like, Wisconsin Stevens Point. And then he goes play for the Badgers. So he was kind of under the radar, and we draft him uh, at the end of the first round, and he's been outstanding. Anytime you could be an all-pro for three seasons, uh, no, that, that's unbelievable. You're doing something right. Uh, Associated Press, all pro, not pro bowl, all right. pro. So uh, I think, um, no, you, you want to stay healthy. How do you play with injuries and all that? But when I look at uh, Ryan Ramchick, and you look how they deal with the salary cap and the Saints, I'm not even worried about that because how it increases and how they manipulate that. But if I look at uh, New Orleans needs to still, what, clear nearly about $25 million. Of the 2024 books, uh, uh, you know, to be compliant with the salary cap before the start of the new le- uh, the new league year. Uh, well, what is what is that, Charlie? It's like March, um, uh, and I know it's a date in March. I, I don't know why I'm thinking like March 17 or somewhere around there. But anyway, March 13th. Uh, yeah, okay, March 13th. Okay, that's March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, my daughter's birthday. Why am I had that on the brain? But anyway, March 13th. So you got to be compliant. Now, Ramchak, who is set to count $27 million against the team's cap in 2024. Now, um, no, okay, because you look at all the players you address, how can we get cap compliant? So it has to be, okay, so Ryan Ramchak, you say, like, well, that would be obvious, and you might not have a problem with that, but you want him to freaking play. You don't want it to be like uh, damaged goods, and then you really take a hit. Right. So when I look at it, if they restructure his deal, it would push more money into future years, which the Saints have always done. He's currently set to count uh, $28 million against the cap in 2025, $25 uh, million in uh, 2026. So I think that's the next uh, direction you go as far as trying to get cap compliant. And like Dennis Allen said, I think, you know, um, that he just like uh, he, he needs to have a procedure with his knee, but he'd be ready to roll. You'd be that confident in being able to extend Ramcheck longer? I don't know yet, <laughs> uh, but you have to know quickly because uh, March uh, 13th is going to be here before you know it. Right. Now, I, I, don't, I don't know enough of behind the scenes. Uh, and I think um, Ryan Ramcheck's a, 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 a tough guy. 
and that he still would want to play. Um, but, you know, uh, what was the uh, – we're going to come back from the break, uh, Steve. I'm going to talk about the games he's missed. So it has to be a concern for the Saints. Gotcha. Because to be held accountable, you got to be available. When we come back with a break, I'll talk about that. Also, when we get back from the break, be talking some NBA basketball Odyssey insider. Danny Green will join us right here on WWL after the break. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back into Sports Talk. Steve Geller along with the Cajun Cannon. Happy to welcome in on our line Odyssey NBA insider Danny Green. Insider calls brought to you by the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe equipped for adventure. Happy to join us, Danny. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, man. The pleasure's all mine. Now, uh, Danny, before we get in from a local perspective with the Pels, uh, is LeBron a beast or what? I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm looking I mean, at what, what happened. I look at the Clippers in L.A. Doing, I mean, man. is that unbelievable, LeBron, at his age, uh, what occurred last night? I mean, Yeah, 39 years old, it's unheard of. Um, so to come back from that, exert that much energy, um, it's hard to do. Hopefully, so he can recover for the next game. But um, he's he's been doing that for years, I mean, for decades, obviously, literally. Um so, yeah, it's impressive to see it at 39. Um, I think we kind of take it for granted how easy he makes it look, uh, especially with all these young, talented guys in this league. Um, it's not easy. You know, and he, he's still doing it, and it's, it's, it's impressive. When you talk about impressive players, uh, Danny, um, obviously uh, you were a star uh, with the Spurs. Uh, but when you look at Wimby hmm. and where he's at right now, uh, you look at supporting – Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so when you look at Wimby, though – and the expectations. What's realistic for him? Because, you know, if it's not the latest, greatest, then people, uh, you know, they want to poo-poo that. But, I mean, to me at times, the flashes that he shows is, is truly, oh, uh, off the top. And, uh, yeah. and he's, he's such a such a physical presence. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, the sky's he has potential to be a lot of great things because of, you know, the things that he was given that are, you know, God-given, they're not something you can't teach. You can't teach being 7'5". You can't be, can't teach. He's actually worked on this at being coordinated. But 
able to be that coordinated at seven five, handle the ball, shoot, have that type of touch, and also have a, a mind for the game. He has an IQ. Obviously, you can see at an early age, you can see how mature he is or how he's maturing over you know through the game by game and on behind on the camera when he's talking to the media. Um, you know, the future is very bright for him. The sky's the limit. He obviously can, you know, protect the rim. He could be a defensive player of the year. The way he blocks shots, gets out, runs the floor, um, and gets steals. You see some of the numbers that he's doing that has never been done before because he's a seven foot five guard basically. He's able to make as many threes in a season and block as many shots. Him and Chet are, you know, kind of unicorns in that sense. Now, um, you know, Danny, when I look at, like, uh, players that come out of nowhere, not out of nowhere, but like maybe from a casual basketball fan, I look at, like, a Chet Holmgren with uh, Oklahoma, and then I look at SGA, and then uh, the level he's playing at. But then uh, did anyone really uh, – I guess you'd have to be a basketball expert. Um, and maybe you might have been on top of this or a top scout. Uh, but look at Halliburton. I mean, mm-hmm. what he's done with the Pacers. I mean, uh, yeah. leading the NBA in assists, and the Pels played him last night. Now that they can play him on Friday night, they come into New Orleans. But uh, Tyrese Halliburton, to me, uh, he's been unbelievable. I mean, uh, that, yeah, uh, he, all of a sudden, what he's done with the Pacers so far. Yeah, they're still uh, missing. They got Pascal, but I think they're missing a piece or two. Um, they need more, another more time anyway, maybe a year of familiarity with each other. Uh, he started off very hot, then he had the injury. I think he's kind of cooled down a little bit, but he's still he's an unbelievable talent, great player. And they've brought Indiana to a place where nobody expected them to be. It's not like they're top of the league. They're not doing what OKC is doing. But everybody thought they'd be at the bottom of the league. But, you know, they were right there. They could very well be, if he doesn't get hurt, you know, one of those top six teams, you know, so – um, I just think they need more another year of a set of, of gel and chemistry. And Rick Carlisle's got them, you know, playing free and up and down and playing at a high pace and scoring a lot of you know points. So it, it's exciting to watch. And they had a great end season tournament. Um, I'm just, I think me not as not, you know not only me but the rest of the world is very interested in how well how far they can can go and how, how well they can grow with this group. Now, uh, Danny, uh, explain to the fans and uh, how do you take it? Uh, because any time you end up at um, playing for the North Carolina Tar Heels or uh, Duke or Kentucky or Kansas, whatever, uh, how do you uh, explain that maybe the more household name in the NBA, I guess it might be because of a short time in college, but I'm looking at SGA. And where mm-hmm. he's at in Oklahoma City, compared to when he was at Kentucky, I mean, uh, you know, unless you're truly following it, you don't realize where he's at. And then I look at mm-hmm. Zion, uh, Zion at Duke. Now we were aware of him. We want Zion mm-hmm. to step up big for the Pels, but you look at yourself playing in North Carolina. So, so you look at that. How do you explain that maybe the even a better NBA player that the, than the college version. I mean, it might be only one year. It might be a couple of seasons, mm-hmm. whatever. But And they had prestigious universities. Uh, but all of a sudden, whoa, uh, they are way better pro than they even were in college. Oh, it depends on the player, right? It depends on the personality and the character. Uh, Shea is obviously a kid of what I've heard stories about. He was eager and very hungry to learn and that he was only going to continue to grow and get better. There's some guys that are better in college than on the pros because either stay too long or, you know, they reach their peak early, you know, people age differently, you know, uh, fortunately for them, 
their bodies um, aren't fully developed yet, and they're still learning. They're learning faster than their bodies are developing, so that's why they become great players. Um, so, yeah, so Zion and Shea and all these guys that you're, you're talking about um, have gotten some time. So they got a little bit of time in college, but after that, they learn the NBA game sooner than later, be able to adjust, and their bodies are still in great shape in the prime of their career, and they're still developing you know, physically. Um, so you put that combination together, and their mind uh, of wanting to learn and want to be the best is what is icing on the cake. So that allows them to be great or become great uh, pretty quickly. Talking to three-time NBA champ Danny Green. Insider calls brought to you by the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Equipped for adventurous adventures with capable features like the H-Track all-wheel drive and standard third-row seating. Uh, Danny, now looking at the Pelicans, man. Uh, this team seems to give us uh, locally heart palpitations every single game. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of up-and-down play from them. A really tough matchup last night. Uh, for them, it was a the road back to back, and uh, had a flight delay. Nobody wants to hear excuses, though. Came out really lethargic in the game. But what's been your take mm-hmm. on the team this season? Well, and, and Danny, like Steve was saying, uh, we we we, we uh, well uh, enough playing well on the road. Uh, we're eighteen and mm-hmm. thirteen. We got to take care of home court. In, in your own yeah, time. we're playing well on the road. We got to take care of home court advantage. No, hundred percent, definitely. Um, but you also got to say, if you want to be a championship team, you got to win on the road. But I, I chalk it up to most of their seasons. This year has been better than last because they've been more healthy. But it's hard. They've been more up and they've still been up and down because of the lack of health. Um, Zion's been more available this year. But you know they're a top said top six team when they're fully healthy and those guys are playing the way they're capable of playing. Um, so yeah, it said it's very up and down schedule is this. But CJ's sometimes out. You know, Brandon Ingram sometimes is out. Um, Trey Murphy, you guys, you guys off the bench. But once they get you know everybody back and healthy and clicking, I think this team can can be very dangerous uh, and, and be you know one of the contending teams if they continue to, to you know keep this group together because they have a really good squad. Now, uh, Danny, uh, listen, you did it at the highest level. You were a sharpshooter, uh, knocking down threes. Uh, you might say, uh, well, the, the, that's uh, your responsibility. I mean, uh, all of a sudden. Pop could count on you uh, with the Spurs, and you're able to do that. So what is your take? Because I want to know the transition. When you look at the NBA, is it all about, is the alpha dog like Steph Curry? How did that come about where everybody's jacking up threes now? Then they're like, okay, how many three-point attempts you have in a game? And there's the whole I mean, season. I mean, you were probably at the beginning of that. So explain that to the fans. Well, I guess, I mean, most people don't really look, the fans anyway, don't look at, like, the data or, you know, the I guess the statistics of, you know, some people are numbers people. Um, and the numbers say, like, what is a good shot? You know, the higher percentage shots, obviously, at the rim, you're okay with taking the layup. And it seems as if, you know, the three-point line is kind of similar, if not better, than the mid-range. That's why people consider a mid-range a bad shot these days now or just a lost art. People don't take them as much. And because you don't want to be trading twos for threes, you rather trade. You rather have a three than two. Um, so I don't think people are trying to get up as many. They just know that three point line is very important to today's game, and it probably did start when Steph was shooting. And, you know, the, you know Clay and Steph, they're shooting threes. Other teams are playing and shooting twos. So when you're trading three twos for threes, and they're outscoring you, and they're not making as many baskets or they're getting more up, they have a better chance uh, of winning the game. Um, and teams started to realize that. It's like, all right, you know, we can't get a layup or we can't get a dunk or in the paint. 
we want to find out, kick out, and get a, a good look from three-point line because that's probably the best shot to take. With it. Probably better in the corner because it's a higher percentage shot. But it's a same statistically uh, as successful, I guess, as a, a mid-range shot. I'm, I'm not the guy that goes in and looks at these numbers, but this is what I've come to conclude and what I've heard from from the people that look at these, you know, these data, these numbers, these logistics of all of, of you know, the shot selection. Now, uh, Danny, I played 15 years professional football, but it's, it's, it's still American football is American football. Mm-hmm. You might have an international player now and then, uh, but, but it's not international. Uh, football is like soccer to the world. But when I mm-hmm. look at the NBA and professional basketball, how it is truly international, you look at Yao mm-hmm. Ming going back in China. Uh, you, you look at uh, the Joker. Uh, you look at Luka Doncic, and all of them. Luka, all of them. But right mm-hmm. now, uh, that, that this is not far fetched. You look at before he mm-hmm. got hurt, uh, Joel Embiid uh, from Africa, whatever. That you might arguably say that uh, four, if not the top five players in the whole NBA, is not even from the United States. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking about SGA, he's from Canada, so that would be yeah. considered international. So it's unbelievable how basketball has progressed that, yeah. you know, the, the all-star game was a joke. I mean, Danny, come on. <laughs> I'm going to watch that. Now, to me, uh, I think the fans would be intrigued with this. How about you play uh, the United States plays, players versus international players? Now, that would be an all-star game. I think you can get the ratings up. And it would be a lot of pride involved in that. Possibly, I just said depends on depends on if they take it serious or not. It doesn't matter how you split up the team yeah. without getting the group to take it serious. So it's tough to do when the guys are on their break and they're trying to rest. And we talk about this every year, the same of how the All Star Game or All Star Weekend needs to change. Um, you know, they could make it more exciting some ways, different ways. It's going to be tough, so because of where the game's gone and how guys that want to make sure their bodies are good. Um, but, yeah, that could be an interesting take. And you said a lot of the, the game has grown. It's, it's amazing to see how passionate, you know, other countries and other uh, cultures are, are about the game. You know, we go to China, it's huge. And hopefully, you know, India can grow there and, you know, other places, Turkey. You know, we have, you know, our first this type of player, you know, different type of Filipino players. So it, it's great to see it grow. And it's great to see how much talent has kind of taken over the league. Um, but I think that would be interesting. It's a game to watch if guys actually took it seriously um, in the All Star Weekend game. Well, uh, Danny, I'm just thinking of because uh, of Wemby and uh, France. I mean, did you play with Tony Parker when that all? I'm, I'm trying to recollect and all that. Uh, I did look, play with Tony. Yeah, look, look I mean, uh, he was an alpha dog. I mean, uh, look at uh, the success that he had at the time. Look at Ginobili, Argentina and all. No, it's unbelievable. When you talk about truly an international sport, it didn't get any better than basketball. 100%. 100%, I agree with you. And I think that it'll be a lot of fun to watch uh, as it grows and also those those types of, I mean, competing, competing from the you know, the United States, the Americans versus, you know, the, the Europeans or the foreign or the however, you want to, however you want to put it, the world, yeah. Danny, definitely appreciate t- the time. Before we let you go, how do you see the top four teams in the West shaking out? Because, man, it is going to be a wild finish. It is, man. It's very close. I see Denver. They're playing pretty good basketball right now. I, I see Denver somehow sneaking into the top two. Um, I see uh, OKC's okay, been playing really well, too. They're hot. 
the uh, Clippers have a tough schedule. So I think Clippers probably end up at four, Denver at two, and maybe Minnesota at one, OKC at three. I don't know. It's tough to say, man. It's honestly really tough to say. Gotcha. Definitely appreciate the time, and we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you, Danny. For sure. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. That was Odyssey NBA insider Danny Green. Insider calls brought to you by the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, equipped for adventure. Going to take a break. Be right back with more sports talk right after this on WWL. Well, more road games for the LSU baseball team this weekend. The reigning champions are playing in Houston, Texas, and you can hear all three games right here on WWL. Tomorrow, the Tigers take on Texas. We'll join first pitch at 7. Saturday, LSU will take on UL Lafayette. Pre-game coverage starts 6.30 with first pitch at 7. And then Sunday afternoon, LSU's got Texas State. We'll join that at 2.30. First pitch at 3. Can't get enough LSU baseball. Keep it locked right here all weekend long for your fighting Tigers, WWL, and the Odyssey app. Cajun Cannon, you were just mentioning about uh, the top players in the NBA right now. Uh, It's hard to find an American. And uh, Charlie's got the MVP odds out right now. And what what do we got in the standings there? All right, guys. So we're looking at the top six guys. And keep in mind, this isn't considering Joel Embiid, who's going to miss out on the award who's because he's missed Africa. so many games. He's from well, Cameroon. Cameroon? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Cameroonian. So the number one guy right now, Nikola Jokic, is a 47% chance probability to win the MVP. Uh, the next closest is 19%. And Nikola Jokic, obviously, Serbian. Up next, we got Shea Gilgis Alexander. I don't really agree that Shea should be above Luka, but that's a separate story. Shea's from Canada, as you said, Bobby. Luka's Slovenian. Luka Doncic for the Mavericks is the, the, the number the same three guy. Pl- the same place as Donald Trump's wife. And then Giannis uh, Antetokounmpo is the number four guy on this list. He's Greek. And then you have your first American, Jason Tatum, for the Boston Celtics. Number five, huh? At number five. And then right after that, it, it even goes further. Demontis Sabonis for the Kings is the number six guy right now, and he's Lithuanian. So, you know, five of the top six guys for the MVP race right now are international hey, players, hey. and that's not even including Joel Embiid, who won the MVP last year at Cameroonian. The way I look at it, uh, people said, oh, we got to have – it's the same thing. You know what's very similar? Uh, Steve, you know we watch all sports. When I look at all the majors in tennis. Yeah. When you look at, like, who's the best top tennis players in the world – they know uh, Jimmy Con- Connors, McEnroe, old school, and all that. No, it's, we're dying a roof for an American. No, it, it, it's like a Serbian. It's a Nadal, like Spanish. Uh, Alcaraz. At, uh, uh, Alcaraz, Spanish, uh, from Spain. And then you look at Federer. He was like Switzerland. Obviously, Djokovic. Uh, yeah, that, that, a Serbian. But, but you know, they want uh, more Americans. The way I look <sighs> at it, I am truly objective about sports. I don't care if you're from Antarctica. They don't have no, uh, it's too cold, you can't do anything. It doesn't matter north, south, east, west, where you come from. Are you the best of the best? Yeah, our American ladies are more competitive in, in tennis than the, than the guys. Yes, when you're competing, uh, when you're competing, and, uh, you know, no matter what event, uh, they're going to even playing field, whoever's the best, the best. To me, that's why I think we got to be more global. Listen, I'm all for the great USA uh, you know, um, you put your hand over your heart, uh, pledge allegiance, uh, Star Spangled Banner, all of that. But I know when you do a competitive sports, I don't care where in the hell you came from. Who's the best of the best? I don't care if you black, white, uh, whatever, if you Asian, uh, whatever you come from. If you're the best of the best and you truly love sports, how can you not acknowledge that? That's why I have no problem uh, that I, I like competition 
And when I see the best of the best, I, I, I'm all for that. I don't care where in the hell you came from. That's another thing you mentioned, uh, lack of Americans. When's the last time we had a heavyweight boxer that was an American? Hey, listen, if you had a heavyweight boxer right now uh, that was truly like uh, Cassius Clay, uh, which is Muhammad Ali, or you can go uh, Joe Lewis or whatever right now, and that you truly was the best of the best, and you can have a number of fights, uh, international fights, not only in Las Vegas, uh, you could be a billionaire. I think boxing could come to the forefront. Who was the big uh, white dude? Uh, uh, Fury? Um, Tyson Fury. Uh, Tyson yeah, Fury, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, the t- where is he from, Charlie? I uh, know he's not American. Now, um, is he English? I want to say he's British, but I'll double check. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Check that. Because, see, that's why I think he's boxing. He's British. British, yeah. Okay. That's why I think boxing has gone down. Agreed. Because you don't have that American champion, like smoking Joe Fraser or something. And look, the heyday with boxing, now MMA and all, you know, all that's of the chart. But that's truly international. No, when I was younger, you I might had have Tyson's, your Holy Fields, and yeah, it, it's just Tyson, not around and, anymore. Oh, they don't have any of them. Uh, I guess nobody fights. They might fight, but then. Maybe it's more MMA now than boxing. Which, yeah, they're doing more. Which is more and, brutal, obviously. And MMA than boxing, or if they want to get in uh, boxing, and, and it might be a situation that they're on the streets and uh, that they don't want to learn to just fist fight because you get shot. You know, you beat up somebody, then they want to shoot you because you beat them up. You got in a fist fight, so they shoot you. I mean, I, I don't know. There's there's no boxing uh, in in the future because I think there's no truly. Like when you look at, and it's the heavyweight division. You can have the Sugar Ray Leonard's, uh, 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 Marvin Hagler's, uh, old school, uh, Thomas Hitman Hearns and all that. Yeah. But to me, a truly heavyweight champion of the world from the United States, I think we would embrace that and promote that more like in Vegas, whatever, to have a, a fight. Or like the Thrill in Manila, uh, whatever. You know, look look uh, what happened with... Um, like Joe Fraser and Muhammad Ali and all, George Foreman. Right. You go on to Ernie Shavers, you go all the Listen, they had five or six guys that were competing to be the best in the world. Who in the hell is like an American that's truly a heavyweight champion that could be amongst the best in the world? Someone might text me or enlighten me, uh, but, but, but nobody talks about that anymore. No, it's MMA cage match or whatever, this and that. And then you got to have a different scale set. Uh, 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 that all of a sudden you tap it out because you're about to get, to, uh, get your arm like uh, torn off your body or something. You know, jiu-jitsu, all different things. Did you ever get to go to a boxing match in the Superdome when they had them here? Man, I went to a boxing match, and it was pay-per-view. Oh, God, I can never forget this. I went with Leonard Schaubert and a bunch of Louisiana politicians, and this was just the Centroplex, uh, what's that? Uh, the riverfront. Well, when uh, the PMAC, it was uh, what they call the riverfront in Baton Rouge. I went with Leonard Schaubert and all these Louisiana politicians, and it was on a big screen. <laughs> and it, it wasn't even like a heavyweight. It was like uh, Hitman Hearns and Sugar Ray Leonard or something. And I went hang out uh, with these big wigs and all that, and it was like a. It, Thousands of people that were watching a screen, they wouldn't even have the match. Right. To go with it. So it was just that. a broadcast of it. Yes. And it was like the big screen and just being in that atmosphere. Come on, you don't have any of that any, anymore. 
No, there's the, like you said, the, the the interest isn't there right now in, in a sport that I I don't know. I was always enthralled um, by it as a kid, and you know, getting to see guys like a Mike Tyson, and just nowadays, it's just not around. Well, Mike Tyson, um, Muhammad Ali, Smoking Joe Fraser, and all that. Uh, all I know is, okay, you go in the ring, and okay, because uh, you're bigger, uh, heavyweight uh, classification, that if you could say. You the world champ. Now, how many people? Because you know, you think you could fight, and somebody's always better than you to kick your ass. But when you can say that you're the world champ, and I'm the baddest mother, you know what, in the world, because I'm the world champion. I mean, to say that, uh, I mean, uh, that's why, you know, cause the skill set and what it takes in boxing, yeah, and and, and what it takes. So. Uh, no, you just don't. You just don't see that. I can remember my dad. Um, my dad and all my grandpa. Uh, I remember my grandpa. Uh, my mom's uh, Landry Galliano. His brother was the president of Nichols State University, Vernon Galliano. But Landry Galliano, I played in the NFL. My grandpa, he says, okay, that's all right, but it ain't boxing or horse racing. <laughs> and now gra- both of them are not uh, even uh, yeah. that popular. <laughs> the way my grandpa grew up, it was all about uh, my mom's dad. It was all about boxing and horse racing. Uh, you play in the NFL, uh, so, so what? I remember my dad even, and he's around like uh, watching boxing. My dad loved C- Cassius Clay. You know, my dad was for smoking Joe Fraser. It wasn't no racist thing. It's because he changes religion. Right. All of a sudden. My dad, would, I remember telling me that one with Muhammad Ali. Uh, no, he was Cassius Clay, a good right. Catholic. And then he, uh, Louisville, <laughs> Kentucky, then he changed his name to Muhammad Ali. He goes, I ain't a lot of people. I'm not cheering for him. Yeah. I, I'm a smoking Joe Fraser. You know, it, that kind of stuff. As a little boy, like you six, seven, eight years old, and you remember all that. I, I can see the boxing. Now we don't even talk about boxing. They, 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 HBO special. Or some with boxing, you don't see that anymore. We'll be right back with more sports talk, though, right after this here on WWE Radio. Stay tuned. Cajun Cannon, you brought this up a couple days ago, and I'm glad you did. I was late on getting some NASCAR input on this show. The Daytona 500 was just run recently. The season is underway. So we're going to get Tim Zimmer, WWL morning show producer, on with us in the next hour. He is our NASCAR insider. Going to talk to him, get his NASCAR report or upcoming. I know he's already been laying some coin on the races. Oh, yeah. You know, what's crazy, um, the only sport I know, they have the Super Bowl before the uh, season starts. Right. The Daytona 500. No, that everybody's into. Yes, uh, the there was an unbelievable uh, race in Atlanta, and we're going to elaborate on that and, and talk about it. And um, they had uh, a Mexican driver, and, and it, it's, it's very unusual uh, who ended up winning. Uh, they were going three wide, but I'm going to elaborate that more on next hour. I want to talk with Tim. Well, it's interesting, too. Obviously, Saints running back Alvin Kamara is involved with NASCAR racing now. Uh, it's, it's funny to see him get, you know, putting tweets out where he's at the track, not just you know, doing football stuff. No, uh, listen, to go to a NASCAR event, it's a lot different than watching on TV. Uh, Still have that. never been. I've got to go. No, yeah, to Talladega, I was there, and then um, and Ernie Urban. This is all old school and, and stuff. And But just being in pit row, uh, being in the suite, being right on the track, and just hear the noise. And I'm sure feeling the force oh, of those cars going by. The force. No, no, it, it's, you can't appreciate it. <laughs> you can't appreciate it on TV. Uh, I'm, I'm just being honest. You know, yeah, you can it, have the best surround sound system in the world. It ain't like being there, right? No, like, you know, football's made for TV. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. 
uh, you know, like when you look at uh, American football and how you want to watch that. But to me, like NHL hockey, a hockey game or NASCAR, you got to be at the event. Then you truly appreciate it. Stay tuned next hour from Vroom. We'll be talking some NASCAR racing right here on WWL after the break. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 